0: This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest-growing apps. You can find more app news, data, and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome
1: to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode we have Andrea Kempe, founder at Admiral Media. Andrea, welcome to the Business of Apps Podcast.
0: Thanks, Art. Thanks for
1: having me. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, so this is the question to the audience, hypothetical question. So may I ask <laughs> you, are you on TikTok? Do you have any experience with this advertising platform? Okay, perhaps you've heard about it, but you believe that you can only reach young audience. Gen Z, perhaps millennials, and that's it. But the matter of fact is that's not the case. With TikTok app to campaign, you can reach multiple generations. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. But before doing that, Andre, please tell us about yourself. How did you get involved into app marketing?
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for the quick intro. Well, I got involved into app marketing some years ago. I think when the, let's say, second iPhone came out or something like that. So it's been a few years now. I was working in the ringtone business before and then switched over to selling app development to other companies. And then I moved over to, because this this was really not successful, because everyone said, I don't need an app. But (laughs) but at some point, I switched over to app marketing when someone asked me, hey, do you want to push some Excel files for us? And this is how I got involved, basically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of those days, you know, back in 2009, 2010, yeah, app marketing in those days was different. (laughs) Okay, so to begin, let's talk about video ads in general. Can you give us a kind of a quick sketch of how video advertising evolved for the last 10-15 years? I'm taking 10-15 years because this is roughly uh, like the age of uh, YouTube, like the biggest player in the video space.
0: <laughs> you actually just want to remind me that I'm almost 40 now. <laughs> but uh, it feels a little bit like, with this question, I remember a little bit of the TV show on Netflix, what was it called? Madman, when Don Draper was introduced to TV advertising. <laughs> It feels pretty much the same for me, at least, because I grew up in a world with no mobile phones. Let's put it this way. I come from Eastern Germany. We didn't even have bananas. So (laughs) That day when I had the first time I had a mobile phone in my hand, it was so clear to me that there's a big change coming up. And I was pushing my career in this direction very heavily. I didn't want to get involved in anything else. And later on, um, this industry has developed so Fast and so dynamic. Video advertising didn't take long. I mean, I was trying at the beginning of my career when I think it was called UTMS it was a connection type thing like LTE today, I was Mm. trying to sell video call solutions to some companies where they had to pay per minute and these kind of things. And from that, it had developed into video advertising later on when internet was really fast and available for everyone, basically. Mm. So coming with the speed of the internet, the quality of advertising developed developed very quickly and is where it is nowadays and what we see on our phones. It's not only that the, let's say, video quality has developed a lot, but also the creative or the, the creative input has developed a lot. So people got much, much smarter how they can present their products on a mobile screen and how they get us to click on certain things or download certain apps and buy products. So within the last 10 to 15 years, I would say this has become the thing when we talk about advertising, it has Today, you have to publish video ads uh, to be relevant in the industry.
1: Right. So, obviously, I mean, anybody who's listening to this show saw an ad on TV on his or his smartphone or his computer. He knows that there's a certain duration of the video ad. And I don't recall any video advertising that is longer than 60 seconds. People are sticking to the shorter form, like 15, 10. 20 seconds, sometimes even shorter, like six seconds video ads that are really, you know, like impactful uh, and compact. So let's talk about the current state of video advertising and why short-form video is actually the king uh, of the game right now. Why it dominates it? Why, you know, every platform, every advertiser is sticking to this uh, short-form video?
0: There's certainly a lot of studies out there that talk about like how attention span has changed among the people that use digital products or, let's say, digital me- mediums like phones or computers. And since there's not only YouTube anymore, which got so big and still is with long-term tutorials, playthroughs and these kind of things all the other channels from Instagram to Facebook and so on, they have trained us and our attention span to become much, much shorter. And this obviously applies then to the advertising that we are willing to consume, let's say. So, I mean, nobody gets around advertising, even if you have an ad blocker on your your desktop browser or something, you will always see an ad somewhere. So there's no way around. And the willingness to put concentration on something to, let's say, empower your brain to digest what you are seeing. I think this has been reduced a lot because of those channels and how people are posting social content on those channels. And you have to really compress the information that you want to transport into this very short form videos nowadays. And this also means that if you are producing an ad creative, you have maybe one second to get the attention from a user. So this can either happen through let's say, through some shocking moment or through the use of color or anything. But you definitely have to catch the user within the first second. Otherwise, your creative is lost in, in the nirvana and nobody recognizes it.
1: They have to trigger an emotion. If your ad is not emotional, people would just escape it. They Absolutely. Not, not, is it? And it's certainly true that there's no way you can actually, you know, Produce a video and you know, a certain duration, then just cut it in half and you know take <laughs> first seven five seconds for the other platform. It's not gonna work. It's not. Well, you know,
0: that that's that's still something big brands are doing, and I'm not sure where this comes from. <laughs> where yeah, we it see comes the to, advertising,
1: <laughs> people being lazy or they don't have much time. Probably they think it's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out anyway. Uh, you know, mm, self-conscious. Probably they, they believe, you know, when you have a big brand, you kind of, uh, you know, think it's going to uh, play out anyway because you're a big brand. This is mm-hmm.
0: your Let's say this is uh, 50% of the truth, I would say, because I was involved in uh, bigger brands' advertising campaigns. And let's say that not only the process behind getting creative produced, but also the investment that they put into production is much, mm-hmm. much higher than than what we are used to get in, let's say, app centric businesses. So we probably have to distinguish between, let's say, old economy businesses or traditional businesses and, yeah. and companies that are where the core of their business is the app itself. So they, they certainly have a completely different approach uh, when it comes to production processes and uh, investments in, in creatives. So this
1: is the difference in, in the thinking of different generations, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so th- that's why it's kind of hard for big brands if they don't have to, you know understaffed folks from you know from the age where video advertising it's is given is you know something that is just it's not feasible mm-hmm. to uh, you know go online and not see an ad and actually to see an ad on your phone. So mm-hmm. you, you have to be native to video advertising in a short form. So it's kind of a good segue for us to go. To the TikTok area and talk about why TikTok is the king of short-term video ads right now, hmm. and how how does the platform different from Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube? Those you know big giants that still dominates uh, that dominate the market.
0: Hmm. I think we have to split out YouTube a little bit because this comes from a very different age, first of all. Like it's existing just so long already that it just addresses a different audience and different kind of creators, I would say. Where, and it's not a social communication typical app or a website, let's say. While Snapchat is certainly something where I communicate directly with other people and can publish it publicly. So I wouldn't compare those directly, but let's put TikTok, Instagram and Snapchat on the same level. I think that TikTok is dominating at the moment because the creators found a channel that was just massive in reach and there was literally... Not a lot of competition at the very beginning, right? So between creators, I mean, I mean the creators themselves compete against each other. Who has more reach, more followers, more likes, whatever? And it was super easy to get massive reach on TikTok. And on Facebook, we all know that your organic reach literally goes down to zero. You've got to pay for your for your reach in the end of the day. So why publishing on a platform like Instagram, where you might get a few likes, but on TikTok you can become super successful overnight when you have just one funny video, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's one of the reasons why TikTok became so popular. Their algorithm everyone was talking about pushed this a lot in the right direction for the creators, I believe.
1: All right, so obviously creators need audience. They wouldn't be creators if they do not have any audience to create something for. So what kind of people are on TikTok right now? What audiences are there and uh, what kind of audiences, app brands, developers can you reach on TikTok?
0: Mm-hmm. Before I answer the general audience, consumer basis, let's say, question, let me get to this point about where you said uh, creators need an audience, otherwise they are not creators. At the moment, we are, for example, looking for some clients uh, to acquire creators to buy their content. But we are mm-hmm. looking at creators that have literally no followers but still make good kind of good content. And the reason is we want to buy Mm. those uh, videos and use them for our performance ads. So basically we are looking for real life testimonials that we can use as, as an ad on our paid acquisition campaigns. And so they are still creators in some way, but they just have not a traditional followership yet. They might get because we can make them very famous with those ads. At least they get known among millions of users across, across the globe. So this can definitely be helpful for them and for us as advertisers. And now about the audience, what you are asking, like who is really using TikTok? Most of the clients that i'm pitching or asking if they want to be on tiktok they come back with yeah but this is only 12 year old girls so it doesn't make sense for us we want to sell cars something like that right but i mean have you looked up the word cars on tiktok i mean this has like 17 billion views on this one little hashtag and this 17 17- 15 billion views on, on that hashtag is not generated by 12 year old girls because they are not sure. interested in cars. <laughs> right. So, and then another example, look out, search, go into the search bar and type in moms of TikTok. You will be mm-hmm. surprised how many moms are on TikTok. <laughs> and this is the audience that I want to address for most of my clients, right? I mean, they want people who are able to purchase things People who have a credit card and moms of TikTok is the perfect audience, and this is not only the creators that are there; it's also the the viewers of this, right? So, I mean, who is really watching moms of TikTok hashtags or what I mentioned cars? That's not twelve-year-old girls. And yeah. we did um, mm-hmm. maybe one last sentence to this. We did some targeting targeted campaigns for some apps, for example, a nutrition app where we have a target of 25 year, twenty five years plus, let's say, because this is just not converting into a subscription for younger audiences on any other channel. And we figured out that we can reach the exact same audience on TikTok that we reach on Facebook. Quick question. When you're
1: targeting your ads on TikTok, like I know from my personal experience that, you know, Facebook have lots of interests that are kind of helping you to form to narrow your audience really nicely. But well, what about the same tools on TikTok? Can you do the same, like relying not only on the, I know the demographics, but on specific interests?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you can do that. It's maybe not as granular yet. So you have more broader interest categories.
1: But it's getting there, right?
0: But it's getting there, definitely. And then you can also build your own audiences and uh, lookalikes and these kind of things: demographics, targeting, gender, age, location, language, OS, Wi-Fi connect or not. So all these options are there. Yeah, well, I see. So pretty pretty similar in this respect to Facebook. Mm-hmm.
1: Before asking my next question, I'm just going to say thank you for making true the dreams of young creators who are at the very <laughs> beginning of their path, and you can actually help them you know, to break through, giving them a chance that they may not have otherwise. All right, so let's talk about the specific ad products that are available on TikTok for advertisers. So what are the toolbox?
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, let's say, what uh, TikTok did well for advertisers is that they... I would say it's like the typical Chinese style of creating new products. They copy up to innovation. So they actually made a clone of the Facebook dashboard Mm -hmm. and the next level will be innovation for sure for Mm -hmm. advertisers. So... You have the same ad products that you could buy on any other platform. So from video views to reach and frequency, app installs or web conversions, it's all there. You can super easily integrate your pixels and MMPs for app tracking. So that's all there and easy to handle. And talking about brand advertising, let's say if I was a famous uh, sugar drink then you could buy the first video when you open TikTok in a certain country let's say United States you could buy this placement every user who's opening that app on a given day you are the very first advertising or the very first video that any user will see on that day so some super effective reach and frequency ads are possible here.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't recall. And it's similar with other platforms. But
0: I I bet it's pretty expensive, right? Depends. Let's say price comparison-wise, it's still much cheaper than any other platform. Let's say I don't have the prices on top of my head, and they certainly change from time to time. But because they just recently launched uh, Germany as a new market, as a target market for advertisers with uh, early access, and luckily we got in there. And from here, I know that they offer the package for the first video that everyone sees, including sound. So they make a difference between with sound and no sound. You got this uh, thing for 65,000 euros, I think. And then all users in Germany that open TikTok that day would see your video first thing before anything Mm -hmm. else comes up. Yeah, it's pretty impressive.
1: It depends on your marketing budget, probably, you know, for a big <laughs> brand, it could be a good investment. It's, as always, it's a matter of, you know, how can you justify this, this campaign with that budget? But I think... Absolutely. Uh,
0: Huh? or to, to to be fair right. um if, if you compare the cpn so the actual price that you pay per 1000 users it's we made a comparison for the auction ads so the normal performance based ads and you can buy the reach for like 90% less than on facebook as an example So you reach an audience that is not over-advertised yet and you have quite exclusive access to this audience on a given day at a much cheaper price level. So it's absolutely worth the effort. And let's put it this way, you always were part of the winning team when you were someone who entered the market first.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Okay, so what do you think needs to be fixed, polished or improved on TikTok ad platform right now? You have first-hand experience, so what do you think?
0: Let's say, I think the biggest issues that we still have is bulk editing, but that's a common issue on all platforms. I mean, mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job with the dashboard, but there are certainly improvements possible when it comes to bulk editing, copy or bulk editing a video creative. Yeah, Anything again, else I think is pretty pretty industry standard what they have. Yeah, I think
1: uh, it's just, you know, one of the growing pains. Facebook used to have the same problem as bulk editing, so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's nothing new. It sounds like something unique for TikTok. So I think they're going to go through this. All right. So now we have in this part of the show where I have a few questions directly to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you iOS or Android person? Uh iOS. All right, so one more person to the iOS. I, I don't deck. need to give a reason, do I? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's funny because you, if you're Android person, you, you may ask a person a question, why exactly? But if it's iOS, it's just like by, by default. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what was your first mobile
1: phone, if you can remember?
0: Uh, it was a bosch i'm not sure which kind of phone but it uh, was silver it had a little antenna and i bought it because it had a blue display (laughs) wow blue blue monochrome uh, display it looked really fancy
1: (laughs) they were doing smartphone Uh, No, no no it's like yeah no no no, no, i I get it uh, just a flip phone but they were in in this business Mm -hmm, absolutely (laughs) (laughs) for a very short period of time yeah it's news for me let's get back to this day what is your favorite app right now?
0: Oh, this really the problem. I wouldn't say I have the one favorite app. I certainly have favorite apps for certain use cases. For example, for email, I use Outlook for communication. I certainly use WhatsApp. Um, or nowadays, it's like actually, uh, because most of my communication is business-related. Um, yeah, so it really depends a little bit. Music, obviously Spotify, yeah.
1: All right. If you're looking at your app, you probably are waiting for some new tech that that will make those apps better for you uh, to make a better experience and make, you know more make more out of those apps in your daily life. So, what kind of technologies are you waiting for?
0: Let's say um, having iOS 14 in my mind, uh, there's probably something uh, I'm looking forward uh, to how the advertising industry adapts to that. So that that's certainly the biggest pain I have in my head right now Um, and then the next probably related is certainly uh, all these privacy laws so how can we as advertisers adapt to to those uh, developments
1: yeah I see it's certainly a complicated matter all right actually that was my last question but before I, I let you go
0: how can people know more about what you do well just connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Twitter reach out to me So that's probably the best ways. Terrific. Thanks a lot for your time and coming on our podcast,
1: Andrea. Thank you very much, Art. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was Andrea Kempe, founder of Admiral Media. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to get new episodes in your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please... Don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com.
0: See you next week. This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.